You're listening to the Market Experts Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of eXp Realty on your home for success, 105.7. Jeff Brabel, CCK Strategies with us. Tell us more about stimulus. Let's, let's really understand what's happening here. Well, you have to understand first, there were two rounds of stimulus. And, and by stimulus, we're talking about the checks that were sent directly to individuals. And we're talking about individuals that, uh, from a high-level high perspective, make $75,000 or less as a, as a single individual or a less than $150,000 and less as a, as a married filing joint couple. So there was a first round of stimulus back in the early pandemic stages, which was, uh, I think it was about $1,200 a person or $2,400 for, for a couple that came out that, you know, that, that, those payments are not taxable to you. You may uh, have a question about, well, I never got my payment. If you never got your payment and you were eligible for the payment, that actually ends up showing up in 2020 as a credit to you on your tax return. So a credit reduces your your tax liability or the amount that's due. And so if- So if, what I just heard was if I didn't receive my check, I didn't lose my money. That's absolutely correct. And believe it or not, one thing that the IRS does that they really do well at is let's say you had no idea. You never got your check. You qualified for it and you never reported it as a credit on your 2020 tax return, chances are you will get a notice from the IRS saying, hey, (laughs) we made an error, or you made an error in your own favor, here's $1,200 or $2,400. That is surprising. They actually do a good job of tracking that stuff. Okay, so go ahead, tell us more about the stimulus, because I don't know... I mean, I don't know what questions are, are coming up. I just, I don't think there's really clear direction. People are just getting checks and, yeah, and they're spending and, money. And here's the, here's the funny thing about that. If you got a check and you, and you didn't qualify for it, the IRS is not asking for it back. So in the first round, they were... Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, you heard me right. The IRS is not asking for it back. And there's no recovery process? There's there's no repercussion. There's no recovery process. What happened was they they wanted to get this money into the hands of of the public. And it was, if you remember, it was in the the spring. So 2019 tax returns were not really started, didn't really start coming in yet. They said, we're going to make these payments based upon your 2019 income, but we're going to look at 2018 as a guide to determine if you're eligible. So let's say you're income in 2019 was higher than the threshold and you were not allowed to get this payment, but yet they looked at 2018 and you did qualify and they sent you a check, you don't have to send it back. That if you if you totally mess up on your tax return, the IRS will let you know. And especially in a situation where maybe you had something coming to you and you didn't get it, they will tell you and you will get credit for that. So do we have a friendly IRS right now? I mean, I would say that the audit rates as a whole are lower than they've ever been. I mean, generally speaking, as long as you don't make a lot of money and a lot of money may be, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars, your 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 chances of being audited are fairly low. But is part of this because of electronic filing and everything is so much more traceable today than ever. That may be part of it. It may be staffing issues. Uh, I would never say that the IRS is, you know, friendly. more friendlier than today <laughs> than they've ever been. A lot, honestly, a lot could depend on what industry you're in. There are some industries like take the cannabis industry, for example. Uh, those those auditors are, are coming after you and they're, they're looking for ways to find, un, uh, to make 
assessments. But generally speaking, in an audit situation, if you have your ducks in a row and you have documentation and you don't start off with the auditor by having them ask a bunch of really weird questions, you're probably going to do okay. So what is the best general advice that you as a tax strategist could give someone? Well, this may sound a little self-serving, but I would say spend the money on a good CPA Mm. because at the end of the day, they should be saving you much more than they're charging you. Well, I've always, I've always kind of joked about the fact that the word says to pay to Caesars what's Caesars, but my job is to tell you exactly how much. Jeff Rabel, CCK Strategies. Pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. You just said it. And I think that's really, talk about when it comes to tax preparation. You want to expound on that? Well, I think any entrepreneurial business owner is, and so I think it's, it's, it's critical to work with your CPA to understand where the areas of exposure are and where the inner areas of, of benefit are. And, you know, if the risk is way higher than the, the benefit, why, why go there? If there's uh, low risk and there's high benefit, the key to it is to, you always want to do something by having a position and having an argument. I would never say go do something and just, you know, throw it out there willy nilly. You need a, you need a position, you need an argument. It needs to be documented. And, and then if the IRS does come calling, you look like you're prepared and you know what you're doing from the very get go. Is that really how you win in an audit showing that you have confidence in what you did? Is that a lot? Is that 50% of the battle? That's a great question. If you can start off from the very beginning and say, here's my information. I know you're going to ask about this. Here it is. Uh, I think that goes a long way with, with an auditor. Nothing to see here. Move along. That, that's, kind of that's one of my favorite quotes is these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Jeff Rabel, CCK Strategies, and uh, talking about tax preparation and tax savings. Jeff, what else would you throw out there? Well, I would say that it's, 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 never too early to start by having a, a really good relationship with a, with a CPA. Um, you know, you may not need the most high powered CPA firm out there from the very beginning, but I think it's the concept of, of working with a professional with, for any entrepreneurial business owner out there, you need to spend your time working on where your passion is and where you, you know, you drive your revenue. You don't need to be looking through tax code and, and worrying about this. It's, it's worth the money to pay someone that specializes in, in this area and makes you money by doing it. Where, if a, for a, a young business person or small business getting started, where would you go to make sure that you can save a lot of money, by the way, from just having your books prepared and categorizing as things come in so that your CPA is not having to, to dig through it and do like a forensic audit, right? Right, exactly. So what is the easiest way, the best way for a young business person who maybe doesn't have a tremendous amount of resources to have a good chart of accounts to get the very basic training on how to categorize things so that it's easier for the CPA. Well, there's a, there's a lot of firms out there that have what we call uh, accounting services or, or bookkeeping divisions in their, in their practice, in their firm. And it probably would be worth the money to have someone like that train them on something like QuickBooks. Um, you know, it, it maybe takes an hour or two to go through some basic training and that could, that could save you quite a bit of time and effort and um, money down the road. Jeff Rabel, CCK Strategies. Thank you, Jeff. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.